This is Prep Spotlight on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com. Heading guard for the win of the title. Yes! Yes! Hey, Heather! Hey, Heather! And Hillsborough, Chaco Valley are the state champions. Can you believe it? Chase Miller and Brad Anderson will give you the lowdown on high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley. Vikings headed to the north end zone. It's second and goal from the six-yard line. Lingen back to throw. Fade route, left side, end zone. Benson, got it. Touchdown, Vikings. They're looking for the deep ball down the middle. One-handed grab. Oh, it's Little who plays big for a 35-yard touchdown. This is Prep Spotlight. Y'all ready for this? And a good Wednesday after the UND Coaches Show. Prep Spotlight, Chase Miller and Brad Anderson. Half-hour tour and coming up on the program, we're going to speak a little Fargo Oak Grove football with Melvin Whitney, the head coach, and also Northern Cast Jags Volleyball with head coach Tom Clapp. Brad Anderson had an opportunity to sit down with both of those individuals. But before then, Brad, let's talk a little high school football. A couple of games around the Red River Valley and the state of North Dakota happening this weekend. Let's start with the game that's happening on the fan two nights from tonight. A little over 48, a little under 48 hours from now good nine-man region one game and it's Hankinson and Weimar Lidgewood those two teams rivals very familiar with each other and over the past couple of years have had a lot to say about nine-man football in North Dakota yeah especially in region one and that's it's a rivalry game anyway and I was uh, swapping emails with Scott Stringy and I said you guys are rolling and he says he goes the reference he made to me was like you don't talk about a no-hitter do you he says <laughs> just keep it quiet here he says we're playing a rival the team that's very good but uh the Warbirds are are uh, really putting some points uh, on the board here. 56 last week against uh, Richland and ran the ball extremely well against the Colts for over 300 yards. So it'll be a tough matchup. And Hankinson, uh, we'll see how they respond. They got uh, hit in the mouth pretty good by Thompson last week. But uh, we're starting to see, kind of get to that point now, about the halfway point, and you're starting to see some separation from uh, from the top to the bottom in a lot of regions. Hankinson at Weimar Lidgewood, 7 o'clock right here on 740 The Fan on Friday night on our brother station, 104.7 Duke FM. Hillsborough Central Valley travels to Enderlin to go up against the Falcons of Maple Valley, Enderlin. Hillsborough Central Valley, 4-0 overall. You have a Maple Valley, Enderlin at 3-1. They're coming off a loss against Kindred. That's a big game in Region 1, yeah. but also Fargo Oak Grove against Ellendale Edgley Column is the other big game. So we're going to start to see some, you mentioned separation. We'll start to see that on Friday night in Class A. Yeah, and the, the uh, Falcons are going to get the really into the uh, the meat of their schedule. They haven't played Oak Grove yet. They haven't played EEK yet. This is kind of the start of it, and I'm, I'd argue maybe that Kindred game, Kindred's a lot better than I think their record indicated, and I wouldn't sleep on the Vikings. You've got Melner North Sargent at home, and They've got some. They've got some games. They feel they can win. They might sneak themselves back into the pack and and try and battle for those uh, last couple of playoff spots from Region One. A couple of players to make note of in the Hillsborough Central Valley Maple Valley Underling game. It starts with Grant Skager. I, I yep. would say for the Burrows, over 763 yards rushing this year, eight rushing touchdowns for the Falcons. AJ Putnam and Dust, Dustin Kazowski have put a good tandem backs together, over 860 yards rushing and 11 touchdowns. So if you're looking for a game that involves the ground game, I think Maple Valley Underling. Hillsborough Central Valley is the game for yeah, you. Yeah, they're going to grind it out. Kosowski, I think, is a very unheralded, not just a football player. He's gone both ways 
really since his freshman year, a little bit of linebacker and a tough fullback and just kind of a hard-nosed basketball player and just a just a good athlete. Maybe he doesn't get a lot of the headlines, but, boy, he uh, he, he does it the right way. Uh, before we take a quick timeout and bring on head football coach for Fargo Oak Grove, Melvin Whitney, let's take a look at some other games across the Valley, Brad, that catches your attention. Uh, for me, if we start in 3A, it obviously goes to Fargo South. They had a gutty win against their arch rivals in Fargo North last uh, Friday. They're 4-0 on the season. They traveled to Bismarck to go up against the Demons. That's the only top five ranked game in 3A. And then in 2A, an interesting matchup. How good is Jamestown? Well, their first uh, game this season, they lost to Shanley, but now they get number one ranked Bismarck St. Mary's coming to the Buffalo City, Brad. Yeah, very true. Let's start with South and Bismarck, and it's it's funny you have – uh, seven in each region, so you're going to have one of these east versus west every week. It's kind of odd to see it right in the middle of the year, but it I think comes at an interesting time for both teams. I think uh, we're going to find out how good South is here, making that trip out to Bismarck. They've won a lot of low scoring, a lot of tight games for the most part. Probably Red River was the only exception. Uh, Bismarck, after getting smacked around by West Fargo, is has really turned things around. This is a this is a very good test, of course, for South with West Fargo on the horizon. They got to go to Cheyenne at the end of the year. Uh, and, and I believe Davies coming up on the schedule as well. So they've got a lot of uh, a lot of good tests, and I gotta say it's um, it'd be I think it'd be interesting to see how the East and West square mm-hmm. off. We've seen it's been you know West Fargo has pretty much dominated everybody, but it's kind of been a crapshoot otherwise. And uh, like I said, it's it I think it comes at an opportune time for both teams. And in two way, Bismarck St. Mary's don't overlook Jamestown because you have Fargo Shanley coming to the capital city next weekend. Yeah. But Brad, this game if Bismarck St. Mary's beach Jamestown, all of a sudden you will see that separation for the number one and number two seeds in two way. It's so big this year because that gets you to the semifinals already, yeah. not having to worry about the quarters. If Jamestown still wants a shot at a number two or number one ranking, this is a must-win game for them. Yeah, and Jamestown has been okay. They've done all right, but they've been a little kind of up and down, just even game by game. They had the game against Central Cast. They jumped out to a two-score lead right away, uh, gave up some yards through the air, and really had to hang on and win. Uh, They were at a tight, low-scoring first half with Watford City a couple weeks ago and then busted it open the second half. So, yeah, you just never know. And you've got to have to consistently play four quarters against the St. Mary's team because they just just come at you in waves. Let's take a look at games across the river. Brad and Moore had about a minute or so left here before we take a timeout and get to Melvin Whitney. Uh, What are some games that intrigue you this weekend in the Minnesota side? Well, Spuds make another road trip and a nice win at St. Cloud Tech, beat a state-ranked team last week. They go to Bemidji, who's uh, 2-1. Both teams are 2-1. Breck Ridge at Crookston's an interesting matchup. Cowboys have played well. Crookston trying to rebound after they got beat by Holly. Interesting nine-man matchup. Wobbin, who was number one last week, then got beat by Nevis, who was number eight in the nine-man poll. They uh, traveled to Norman County East, Eulen Hitterdahl, and uh, they are off to a 3-0 and start. So it'll be, and those are two teams that are sec- uh, section rivals, section six, I believe, in nine-man it is, and uh, that's going to be uh, be an interesting test. We'll see how the Bombers in their last year before they co-op with Manoma and see how they respond. We're going to take a quick timeout. We come back. Brad Anderson had an opportunity to sit down with Fargo Oak Grove head coach Melvin Whitney. The Grovers, hey, they're rolling right now 4-0 overall 3-0 in uh, region one playing by the way they have a kid by the name of ben holgarth who is tearing it up on the field this year we'll take a quick time out brad anderson will talk with head coach melvin whitney next on prep spotlight on 740 the fan back on prep spotlight and uh, boy some really good football matchups in the area coming up on friday night and one of them will be down in ellendale's the uh, upstart oak grove grovers at uh, 4-0 will Head to uh, Ellendale, take on defending Class A champs Ellendale, Edgley, Colm, and uh, pleased to be joined by the coach of the Grovers, Melvin Whitney. First of all, thanks for taking the uh, taking the time to join us. 
Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, good start for you guys. 4-0 and and 3-0 uh, and in the region uh, with a win over Northern Cass last Friday. And, uh, boy, good start. What's been the uh, – well, I think we know some of the reasons that the keys, keys to success, but uh, what, have, what have you liked uh, with this team so far in the 4-0 start? It's just the maturity of the team and being uh, a little bit more strong-willed and minded from last year. Uh, there were some opportunities to really get down on ourselves that we let happen to us last year, but this year we've been mentally strong enough to fight through them. So, and it's a second year in the program with these guys as well, and they kind of have a better understanding of what's expected of them and what what to do out there in the field. So that helps. Did you see things? Did they, anything that really had to be changed schematically, or just kind of just you know a, a familiarity between yourself and uh, and the team? Uh, probably a little bit of both. There were some schematic things from teaching standpoint that we had to improve on as coaches. And then at the same token, there were some things that the kids had to learn to do. I mean, they were taught a whole different scheme. So it, it, it sometimes it just takes a little while to really get comfortable with that. And I think, you know, with some camps and, you know, all of last year and going into this year, they're starting to get a little bit more comfortable with uh, with the scheme and what's expected. Talk about the the guy that's been uh, getting a lot of the headlines, Ben Hogarth. Uh, some some video game like numbers here in the first four games: fourteen touchdowns, over a thousand yards, nearly ten yards a carry. It's it's got to be fun to watch. What uh, you know, describe him as a runner and what's made him so successful to this point. It's just his desire, his desire to not go down. And I mean, it, it's very rare that you see the first person that puts a hand on him, take him down. It's this this is strong desire to uh, to keep going and is a strong will. Again, he's a leader, a captain of our team, and that mindset that I spoke about earlier is, you know, it permeates from him, from us as a coaching staff, all the way down through him as a captain, you know, and putting it out onto the team. So it's just a determination by this kid. It's, it's fun to watch. It's sometimes I'm sitting on the sidelines and I watch him go into a pile and it's like, okay, cool, we got it set up here. What's the next play? Oh, wait, he's breaking out and there he goes down the <laughs> sideline. So it's it's fun to watch. Sometimes you get caught up in watching just that part of it when he, uh, and I'm not really paying attention to the game sometimes, <laughs> watching him run. I was going to ask you that. I see sometimes when you watch him like that, you almost become more of a fan than you do as a coach sometimes. Yeah, there was a couple of times where I should have probably called a timeout or did something like that, but I was sitting there going, wow, talking to the coaching staff about, wow, did you see what happened there? You know, and it's like, oh, get back into the game, coach. You got to stay focused. There's a, you know, obviously a lot of guys uh, besides Ben and this team that's been uh, very good and, um, you know, you're still, so you've got a few more seniors than you, you know, than you did last year. And obviously, uh, you know, you talked about kind of some of the off the field things, but, uh, it, it seems like, uh, it seems like the guys are, are buying into your, uh, you know, your, your, you know, understanding of the game and what you're looking for. Again, it, it helps when you have some guys that, you know, have been in there last year and that are, you know, preaching that same message too, meaning the players and stuff. And they, they're getting comfortable with it. You know, and then you have a couple of other kids join in that see, hey, they're my some of my classmates are having fun. I didn't know if I wanted to play, you know, all these years. And now let me, hey, let me go out and play, yeah. you know, because these guys are having fun and, you know, they're talking about how good the things are, you know, with, within the program. So that, that helps. Uh, defensively, uh, obviously you've been able to do a nice job. You held pretty good Northern Cass offense to six points. You held Kindred to a couple of scores. Um, what uh, What can we see out of the Grovers defensively? Uh, just a hustle and pursuit to the ball and understanding that everybody has to be there. It's understanding your individual jobs that are, are there for you. And if every part does their job, 
as a whole, it just works out that much better. And again, that's the whole different, you know, changing the mindset and, you know, trying to get everybody comfortable with that and they're buying into it. So, and they're seeing some of the results on the field. So that helps for them to continue to buy into it. And then when the next, you know, person comes in, he has that same mindset. So that whole attitude is just, uh, you know, get to the ball and just, you know, play with a little bit of violence in the mean streak. Uh, you get uh, you get the defending champs here coming up this Friday. You're both four and zero, uh, and and like I said, it's a, it's a test. You and I were talking about off the air. You're going to find out uh, how how good this team is. Kind of a midseason report card, and you take on EEK on Friday night. Yeah, it's always it's always a challenge, and we look forward to challenges like that. You want to, as a coaching staff, you want to see exactly where you are. You know, and no no better way to find that out than to play the defending state champions, and I think they're the number one team in the state as well, too. So that that's a challenge that we as a coaching staff and the players all are looking forward to. Again, we get that midseason report card, you know, pretty much right at the halfway point of things here. So it, it's, it's a good challenge for us, and we're ready for it. If I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, that was a tight game that they, a year ago at your place, they rallied in the fourth quarter and had a big fourth quarter to beach. Is that, uh, does that sound right? Yep, that's that's right. I think we were up by 14 points at two times in that game. You know, and then going into the late in the fourth quarter, they were just a better team and closed out where we couldn't, you know, get over that hump of closing out. And that's again, that's those are the things that we preached about being mentally tough for four quarters and more if needed. That we're trying to change that attitude from last year to this year, you know, and being able to play that full the full game and you know again if it's more than four quarters then you know we're ready to go and do that as well too so yeah that was a, that was a great game last year you know I think even came down to a couple of like I think the score ended up being probably an eight or maybe something like eight point game or something like that and then at one point we tried to let them score so we can get the ball back to try to go down and score but again they're again they're a great team and they showed it by I think they took off from there and didn't lose a game and end up winning the state championship so you know when you have a a well-coached team like that and some great players like they have over there, you know, it's, it's a great challenge that we're looking forward to. Yep, 43-35 a year ago, and, yeah, that did kind of springboard them uh, all the way to the uh, to the state finals. And, well, this region, uh, I mean, it, it was good to start with. You you bring Kindred and, and Hillsborough Central Valley down from Class 2A. you got the defending state champs, and I, that's got to be the most impressive thing. I mean, it's week to week. It's, it's a grind, and you guys have – you guys have passed the test to uh, to this point. It's no weeks off. You know, this, I know there's a lot of regions out there that have some talent within the region, but if you look at ours, I got to say ours is the toughest. We are, I mean, even our regional champions with uh, Northern Cass, state champions at uh, Ellendale. You've got the playoff team in Hillsborough Central Valley coming down from two-way. State runner-up at two-way with Kendrick last year. So there's there's no, there are no weeks off here, so. Yeah, no uh, no doubt about it. Should be a good one on Friday on Friday night, 7 o'clock down in Ellendale with uh, the Grovers and EEK. Coach Melvin Whitney joining us here in Prep Spotlight. Uh, hey, congrats on the great start and best of luck on Friday. Thank you so much, and again, thanks for having me. Melvin Whitney, head coach of the Oak Grove Grovers, and that's uh, it's fun to see the Grovers, a, a, a team that has struggled here uh, the last few years and, uh, and led by Ben Holgarth, but he's definitely not the only the only part of that uh, of the uh, success of the Grovers here early on, but over a thousand yards, and boy, you look at backs in uh, just in this region alone. Grant Skager uh, from Hillsborough Central Valley, Dusty Kasowski out of Maple Valley Enderlin. You've got uh, Clayton Greenike from EEK, Holgarth. Just just a, a bundle full of talent. It's great to see. We'll take a break as we will uh, switch gears. We'll talk a little 
Class B Region 1 Volleyballs will visit with the head coach of the Northern Cast Jaguars, Tom Clapp. That'll be coming up in just a moment. It's Prep Spotlight at 740 The Fan. Back on Prep Spotlight, uh, Region 1 Volleyball, uh, Class B in uh, North Dakota. Looks to be, uh, to be an interesting uh, race once again. And one of the teams uh, expected to be in the mix, the Northern Cast Jaguars. The uh, Jaguars off to a 10-3 start. Uh, we're at a tournament this past weekend in Valley City and uh, get uh, getting into region play as well. Their head coach, Tom Klepp, joins us. And, uh, Tom, good start so far in the season here, 10-3 and and pretty good competition this past weekend. Uh, you step out of region play in Valley City. Yeah, it was a it was a good weekend. Um, we had moments of, of typical Northern Cast volleyball where we played really well, got the offense flowing, and then we also had times where we were kind of more average and we didn't play as well as we'd expect. But uh, you know, it's a learning curve at this point. You have uh, three seniors that have you know been a, been a part of a fair amount of success. But I know when you and I talked earlier in the year, you thought talent wise, this is as much talent that you have had since you've been coached. Do you still think that? I, yeah, I really do. Um, you know, individually, and I, uh, that's kind of where the statement comes from. It's kind of individual talent. You know, we have a bunch of athletes, a, a whole group of them that individually are just uh, extraordinarily talented. Uh, the challenge is, of course, going to be, as with any team, trying to find a way to play together and really build and play off of each other really well. Uh, and that's kind of something we haven't really done to this point yet. So taking that individual talent and kind of mudding it into a, a uniform, cohesive group is going to be the challenge. Let's talk about the uh, three seniors. Peyton Johnson's one that uh, can be a, can be a force in the front row for you. Uh, Nissa Hayden, a uh, nice player for you. And then uh, one of your setters, uh, a senior, Jessica Wetzel. Let's uh, talk a little bit about your seniors now. Sure. Um, I'll start with Jess. Uh, Jessie, you know, she missed all last year with uh, a pretty bad uh, injury. For her to come back this year, I definitely support her and and uh, want to see her succeed. It's it's tough missing a junior year and then trying to come back as a senior and and really contribute a lot. Um, but she's she's as good a teammate as anybody. Anissa, you know Anissa, we switched her a couple of years ago to the middle. Uh, she's really grasped it well. She's probably the one player on our team that's I would say they're really headstrong. She knows the game really well. Mentally has it, and and she very rarely does anything wrong. She makes really good decisions on the court. And, uh, you know, of course, Peyton, when people see us play, they all kind of know Peyton. That, you know, she's kind of our, our big dog in the in the front row. But, you know, we have the talent around her, too, where she doesn't have to be that player for us. But, you know, collectively, those three are all pretty solid players. I'd take them over just about anybody. So yep, Another scene you have, Rayanne Murray, helps you in the, in the back row. Um, Center-wise, you've kind of mixed, uh, mixed and match. You haven't used just one. You've been able to use one or two and be still fairly effective. I guess on the varsity squad, we actually have three setters. Yeah. So um, with Liberty, Liberty Fix in there, she's kind of a, a, the all-around uh, player for us right now. She's the one that's always on the court, and the other two kind of split some time. Um, that's probably the one position right now that we are trying to figure out what we're going to do as we move forward. Hopefully by about mid-season, we have a pretty good idea what exactly the, the lineup's going to look like and what we're doing there. But right now, it's just kind of feeling the way through. Some of your uh, some of your younger players, some of your underclassmen, um what have what have you liked about them? Obviously, for some, they've uh, you know the end of their you know second year or maybe more in varsity play. But um, um, what have you liked? What have the J? You say when things are going well for Northern Cass, um, what are the things that stand out the most? When we're going well, I think the energy comes from our underclassmen. Um, you know, it's Sam Spees and Bailey Nelson. They're they're two players that 
the energy is always going to kind of come from them. So when things are going well, those are kind of our, our vocal leaders on the court. And, and Bailey leads probably more with example. She has the ability to, to just wail on a ball that gets a team up. Um, Sam is our emotional vocal leader back there. With that, you know, we, our underclassmen really are kind of more of our emotional and vocal leaders and, and kind of lead by example. Our seniors are kind of the, the take it steady and let's just kind of keep going as we go. But the underclassmen are the ones that have the potential to really raise the bar for us. And that's kind of exciting when your younger players have that ability. So. Tom Claps, the head volleyball coach at Northern Cast, joining us here on uh, Prep Spotlight and uh, 740 The Fan. And uh, it's early on in the region right now, but do you have uh, gotten off to a good start, uh, win over Hankinson early in the year, uh, swept Enderlin and Maple Valley. And, uh, you know, Region 1's been one of the best, uh, you know, from, from top to bottom, seems like, over the years. And it seems like this year will be uh, will be no exception. It might be, a, you know, a couple of, uh, couple of teams that maybe have, haven't been in the mix for a while that have a chance to be. Yeah, Lisbon and uh, Richland are right up there. I've seen, I haven't seen Lisbon play yet. Got the chance to see Richland play at the tournament, and you know they look good. I, I I'm hearing that Lisbon's playing really, really well. So, you know the 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 usual suspects though, Groves, the Castletons are are right there. But now it's kind of exciting to see some of the other teams that been a couple of years that are playing really, really well. So, I like the idea of having a really strong region because whoever does make it out of our region, you know they're going to go to state and and compete at that level. So, seeing that good quality competition all year long definitely makes us stronger yeah no uh, no doubt about that richland uh, very impressive win over central cast last week and uh, the region has been so strong and i said really from top to bottom i guess and uh, we went kind of went back to this earlier about how you know talent wise it's there it just do tournaments like those weekend weekend tournaments does that help to kind of maybe develop and try to develop some cohesiveness and maybe try some different things compared to what you would in a, a region match during the week you know, when you get into the region matches, it, it's tough to want to try and, and maybe mess with things too much because it's it's always a risk when you do it, and you don't want to necessarily risk doing it during a region game. So having the tournaments and being able to, to move and, and do some different things is, uh, you know, it's kind of nice to do it in a, a low-pressure situation when the outcome isn't uh, dire for you. But it's just nice to be able to play a lot of games in a short amount of time. So when you come back to practice the next week, you know, you know what to work on, you know what you need to get better at. So it's it's nice to be able to have those tournaments in there and know what you got to do to improve. Jaguars will head to Lisbon for a key region match coming up next Tuesday and then a tournament at the end of the month down in Enderlin and uh, Lisbon as well. we got some matches with uh, Kindred and Central Cass uh, also uh, on the horizon as well. Tom Claps, the head volleyball coach at Northern Cass. Tom, appreciate it, and uh, good luck to the Jaguars. All right, thanks, Brad. Tom Clapp, head coach of the Northern Cast Jaguars, and one note about Tom was nominated as one of the Cass County nominees for North Dakota Teacher of the Year. Congrats to Tom, man, a real good guy. And Jaguars, real good matchup here with the Lisbon Broncos. Two unbeatens in Region 1 will square off on Tuesday night. Well, coming up uh, Friday night should be a good night of football on our uh, on our station, 740 The Fan right here. We'll have uh, Hankinson at Winemere Lidgerwood. Pre-game about 645, kickoff at 7 o'clock. And then 104.7 Duke FM. It'll be uh, Region 1, uh, Class A action, Hillsborough Central Valley State Rank taking on Maple Valley Enderlin. That'll be also a 7 o'clock kickoff. That does it for Prep Spotlight. Back again next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock here on 740 The Fan. For Chase Miller, I'm Brad Anderson. ESPN Radio is coming up next. Have a good night.